0: Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me. I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen. It is Jerry Springer. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Yeah.
1: Wow. Uh-huh. Thank you very much for braving the weather.
2: Woo woo. little chilly here. The night we're recording this here in Cincinnati, yeah, what is it like 20? 20, 20 yeah, but degrees people
1: yeah. up, you know, like in Montana or Wisconsin, <laughs> yeah. they're probably saying, What are you crying about?
2: Interesting, you should say that because <laughs> I talked to a mutual friend of ours. Uh, I'm gonna give his full name. I usually kind of camouflage his last name because he's so <laughs> freaking rich, and then people go, Oh, give me money, like I do that, give me money, give me money, but anyway, uh. Mutual friend of ours, Lewis. Lewis yes, Beck. Yes. Yes. And that's you very want to successful give the phone entrepreneur. So know yeah. who you call? <laughs> and by the way, here is his uh, <laughs> platinum uh, <Yeah>. American Express <laughs> card number, and yeah. I have the pin too. Yeah. So get your pens ready. Yeah. No. Uh, here's the deal. I have been. I love you know outdoorsy stuff, and and we've been interviewing a lot of people in past shows. Uh, Bryce. Carlson rode across the North Atlantic ocean. I had him on twice. had him on in the middle of the the North Atlantic on a satellite phone. Very cool. Another guy that ran the Appalachian trail. There's another guy that's riding his bike all the way to the tip of Argentina. So I feel kind of guilty. I had to go out and get in some games. So I know that there is this trail called the trans America started in 1976. And people developed this trail. It's actually back road biking road. Bicycles, riding a bike on back roads, two-lane highways. It goes from Historia, I think that's Washington, right on the Columbia River, to Yorktown, Virginia, Mm -hmm. 4,500 miles. I'm looking at doing, I'm not saying I'm going to do it for sure yet, but I'm laying out the plan to go from West Yellowstone to Berea, Kentucky, where my wife could pick me up, go home, and maybe then do Berea to Yorktown, which adds on another number of miles. Hmm. So I thought could could i could i do that and could we do podcasts and i talked to uh lewis and i said lewis because he's a cyclist and you have a you have a bike he has a bike i have a bike we've done harley riding which is no effort just yeah you know, twist the throttle and we've gone twist out west the throttle. i know you can but now you're <laughs> learning to ride a bicycle again so here's my idea it involves maria's well maria's more outdoorsy than any of us, <laughs> yeah. get Maria a bike. We'll get Lewis to buy Maria a new bike.
0: Yay.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, that's pretty, pretty cool. And so we go out west, <laughs> and I'm thinking maybe it's uh, this trail, this bike route crosses uh, the Continental Divide for the fourth time in Breckenridge, Colorado, yep. 11,500 feet. That would be pretty cool. And it's out in, you know, it's in Wyoming, Colorado, Kansas, Missouri. It's got a lot of places. So you come out with Lewis and Maria, and you do a segment, and we all do it. And there's a number of people who ride this, so we would be kind of in the flow. And we would, you know, camp somewhere one night. Imagine Jerry doing that.
0: <laughs>
2: well, um, well, pee on the side of the road. I you. On Jerry someone. doing that. <laughs> Well what are you gonna do? You know what well, I'm saying? Could, it's I, out in the middle of Wyoming. I could fly there. There must have a
1: local airport, right? Oh yeah, you could fly there. We could for fly the start there. point. And yeah. then you would ride
2: and say then if you if would you get worked. back on a <laughs> plane. Yeah, say a few words. And my scheme is Maria, you could go do some gigs out there. Perfect. Well that, well, that would, would be, cool. be good. Yeah. I'll make
0: I'll make the money for us.
2: Now yeah. you you would ride so wouldn't you love to do some of that
0: That would be fun yeah, yeah. especially in that territory Yeah you know? yeah I
2: mean the sites, cuz if you go on YouTube Trans America Trail there's just some remarkable stuff out there Yeah It's what very is fun cool. about sweating
0: <laughs> Um might be
2: chilly actually at those elevations oh, right. I don't think you'd have yeah. I don't think no, actually. would so Colo- much Yeah I have
1: family out in Colorado it is beautiful yeah. up there but
2: Seriously if Lewis put the top did it, down on your convertible but you would do it wouldn't you some segment of it a,
1: a, a, a segment day or two,
2: yeah, we can discuss segments <laughs> well, almost. I mean let's tell the well, how about a seven minutes <laughs> yeah, yeah ride for seven minutes, yeah we'll carry the we'll carry the stopwatch we'll know when, we, when we bike for seven minutes, I could do that I will okay. bike for seven minutes with cameras on, oh, of course, I'd that's how I do it <laughs> uh, and we could give it a name that could be the Jerry Springer Wheels tour okay.
0: Ooh. oh man. yeah jerry springer w- wheels wheels
2: you know how to sell <laughs> yeah <laughs> so anyway uh that's the plan <clears throat> and i think we should begin to uh lay in the details pick and dates and we actually could do uh podcast recordings while out there at some coffee shop there's co- breckenridge you ever been to breckenridge yes the ski town
1: yeah skiing
2: and it's uh there's beautiful. coffee shops all over oh, the place. Absolutely. We could go in there and, and record and have some local artists play and yeah. it would be cool. So let's let's make that up. I would tune start that. to think about that. Sounds good. That's a, like a winter thinking thing. We think in the winter. We think in the winter <laughs> and we do. <laughs> we think in the winter and we do in the summer.
0: <laughs>
2: you gotta you gotta think and do.
0: Can't wait for my new bike.
2: Yeah, yeah, be looking, get online, pick yourself, hey, yeah. hey Maria, price is no object, trust no, me, no. <laughs> pick one.
0: Ooh, it won't be, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, and Jerry has an e-bike, and Lewis, because we're like old dudes, we're yeah. Louis yeah, old has dudes. an e-bike, Jerry has an e-bike, <laughs> I e-bike have an e-bike. The e-bike is
1: fun, Gene talked, well, not talked me into it, but Gene told me about it, and then I yeah. thought I'd give it a try, and I, I must admit, I enjoyed the e-bike.
2: And by the way, I rode last summer, I didn't like ride across country, but I took my bike to Rocky Mountain National Park and went over high mountain passes, uh, 11,000 feet. And I mean, I had to go up wow. a mountain for quite a while. And with the e-bike, with the pedal assist, totally mm-hmm. doable. Nice. You're still working. You're getting a great, you know, latest research on e-bike riders is they get the same amount of physical exertion and exercise as people without pedal assist, and the reason is they ride, and I'm an example of this, way more than if they had mechanical bikes. Yeah. They ride constantly. Nice. And anyway, so um, we're in the thinking stage, and uh, I'll get Lewis <laughs> to get out the checkbook, and we'll make this happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, serious question, Jerry. The So we hear about this whistleblower as we are now looking at uh, impeachment more and more, and So we heard vaguely about this whistleblower is um, why is it such a big deal, this whistleblower?
1: It's the more I thought about it, the more I realized what a big deal it really is. Um, And we start with the First Amendment to the Constitution. One of the clauses, of course, is the protection for the freedom of the press. And the reason the freedom of the press was put in in the very first amendment was that the press was going to be an institution that would protect the democracy. Our founding fathers put in several protections, the balance of powers by having the executive, the judicial being the Congress, and I mean the judicial being the the courts and uh, the legislative being the Congress. And they would have separation of powers, but also they'd be able to have checks and balances. They could each check the other institution from going uh, too far in its abuse. Well, the press was there because what happens if there is abuse and it's all of the same political party, and then who's going to, how are we going to find out that one of the branches of our government is abusing its power and is doing bad things or is being corrupt. Well, the way we know that is a free press, and this is true of every society in the world. The first thing a dictator does when he takes over a country is to take control of the press, nowadays the media, to make sure that the information that goes out to the public is exactly what the dictator wants. And anyone in the press that says bad things about the dictator winds up in jail or being shot, murdered, as we see what's happening today with some people that uh, say bad things about Putin or whoever the dictator is. So, freedom of the press is vital to save a democracy. How the press is not going to be get is not going to be able to get information out to the public to let them know what the government is doing unless you have a protection for whistleblowers. People that are inside the government, they're there so they can see what the government is doing. We on the outside don't see it. We're not there every day. So if there is a corrupt deal being made, is there if there's some theft being going, if there's some abuse going on in our prisons or whatever it is, it's going to take someone who is there on the spot and sees it to, quote, blow the whistle, let people let the public know let, what's going on. So they have to call the newspapers or get out into the press. But they know if they if peop, if the government finds out who these people are, they'll be punished. They'll either lose their job or worse. And now we're dealing, let's be honest, with the president who whoever speaks against him gets abused. You know, even private citizens the president goes after, calls them horrible names. So who wants to blow the whistle on the government if they know they'll be fired, they'll get threats? This whistle, we are so divided in this country right now, and there are a bunch of crazies out there, That, you know, if the president or some political leader says this guy is corrupt, he's blowing the whistle on us, he's terrible, he's trying to throw me out of office, there's going to be some crazy that takes it into his own hands. And people who have already blown the whistle on our government have been threatened. Their families have been threatened. So there is a whistleblower protection act put in specifically for that purpose. Before there was Trump. It was put in there to protect people who tell what the government is doing in case it's corrupt or doing something bad so that the press can report it, the people can find out about it and do something about it. So this whistleblower is not just, well, what's happening with the uh, Trump impeachment. It is there to protect democracy. If people can be punished for pointing out bad things that the government is doing, we have a dictatorship. Now, Trump says, so first of all, if we reveal the name of the whistleblower, as Republicans want to do, that's against the law. They say that credibility can't be gauged unless they know who is the whistleblower. They, they won't be able to tell if that person has a, has a bias, whether that person's really telling the truth. That's all irrelevant. It's irrelevant because a whistleblower can't send someone to jail, can't get someone impeached. All a whistleblower does is say what's going on, and then you have to come up with the evidence to see if he's telling the truth. If someone slips a note under the door of a police department saying, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, They're going to rob you the bank at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and they're going in the back door. And next day, the police show up, and sure enough, as the robbers come at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, they grab them. Do you think that case gets dismissed because we don't know who put the notice under the door? What relevance does that have? You still have to prove your case before whatever the committee is or whatever the court is. So there's no reason to know what the name of the whistleblower is other than to intimidate people from squealing on the government. And when they talk about due process, if in this case Trump wants due process, then go up and testify. Defend yourself. Don't threaten anyone who talks against you. Don't tell people that work in the White House you're not allowed to testify. Don't obey the subpoenas. Don't obey the government. Just do what I say. No. If you want people to find out the truth, if you want to defend yourself and you think you did nothing wrong, then testify. Appear before the committee. Have the cabinet officials appear before the committee. Have your campaign staff appear before the committee. Under oath, tell the truth. You have nothing to fear. Due process. They're getting every due process they want. But please understand, if you want to save a democracy, just this little ordinance, which you didn't think was that important, is critical. We have to protect the whistleblower for our own safety, to preserve our checks and balances, to protest, to protect us against abuse, and to protect the First Amendment, the freedom of the press.
0: All right, we're gonna bring uh, we're gonna bring Highly Likely, the group, a uh, jamgrass American roots group based out of Cincinnati, Ohio, back on up to the stage, the podcast stage. How about we give them a warm welcome, Highly Likely, everybody.
1: Yay! Yay!
0: Woo! Woo! You guys, what uh, what song are, are we uh, gonna be hearing next from you all?
3: Oh, we're gonna play "Redeem Yourself." Okay. Oh.
1: It's too late for that. <laughs> oh, man, you're in the wrong place. <clears throat> this is one that Andy wrote, by the way. Awesome.
0: Ready? The
3: drummer sings and plays harmonica
0: at the same time. Yeah, that's sleepy Andy Tracy back there yeah. on the drums, who is the writer of this song.
1: Sorry. Wait, okay. Wait don't wake him up. <laughs>
3: One, <laughs> two, three... It's time for humanity to take one more step forward Time to raise the world's consciousness level We must consider others, consider consequences and what Just behind
0: Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, we're going to ask you all to take us out on Down by the Riverside and let Jerry uh, take a verse, too. But before we do that, will you let us know where um, listeners can hear your music online?
3: We're still working on our album right now, but the best place to find us is uh, we have some live stuff on YouTube and on Facebook. Highly Likely Band.
0: Awesome.
1: <laughs> Highly Likely. <laughs> Great. This is what we call a career ender. (laughs) All right, he's ready. Highly likely.
0: (laughs)
3: I'm gonna lay down my heavy load Down Down by the riverside Down by the riverside